0: You're gonna wanna hear this. Our next in-person mastermind is coming up and we're doing things a little differently. Tickets are available to everyone, no membership required. Picture this, a day and a half of learning, networking, and problem solving with like-minded law firm owners who are as passionate about building the best law firm possible as you are. We'll kick things off with a presentation from sales and marketing expert, Dave D. If you don't know Dave, Be sure to go back to episode 605 of the Maximum Lawyer podcast to hear him share how lawyers can stand out in a crowded market. Following his keynote and Q&A are the mastermind hot seats. Every attendee has the opportunity to dive deep into their business obstacles with their mastermind group and coach. There's nothing like the energy of being with other driven law firm owners who are just as committed to their success as you are. We believe that nothing beats working on your firm in person, so join us in Charlotte on July 15th and 16th. This is your chance to break through barriers, gain fresh perspectives, and accelerate your law firm's success. Visit maxlawevents.com for full event details and to grab your ticket today.
1: Run your law firm the right way. The right way yeah. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking.
2: And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimbo?
1: Well, Tyson, if we were recording this episode yesterday, I would have called it I'm mad or Jim's mad, but... We're flipping it like a pancake, like our buddy Bill Umansky said at MaxLawCon 2019. So here we are. We're turning it around. We're going for broke. We are all in on optimism. And I told my team today that I don't want to hear one complaint, one gripe for the next six weeks. We're going through some major transitions at old hacking immigration law, and I want everybody rowing in the same direction. I got no time for negativity, and so I'm just not even listening to it.
2: All right, so have you seen the show that is on Max, which was on HBO, that it's called Showtime, I think. It's about the Lakers. Have you seen that?
1: No, no, no. I would have I was going getting ready to start it and then they canceled it, so then I thought I wouldn't watch it.
2: It's worth a watch. It's I mean, it, they they definitely, you know, take liberties with it, but it's there is an episode near the end where Pat Riley is i mean he's pissed right he's angry because the team is getting they've gotten comfortable and they're they're champions all of them are champions but so like they're they've all kind of gotten comfortable and they've all just kind of been bickering at each other like where they'll all come to the they'll snipe so they'll come up and say hey 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 riles you know tell tell kareem to do this hey riles you know tell tell irvin to do this and he just, he got to this like breaking point where he called them all out in the same room. He says, you know, magic, you're saying this about such and such. And and Kareem, you're say you, uh, you retired two months ago, you know, like, it's like, it like really called him out and, and said, from this mo- moment forward, we're stopping all that, you know, we we're we're going to get all this out right now. And we're going to move forward. There's none none of this fighting each other. There's none of this bickering about each other. We're all going to get on the same page, and we're going to move forward. And, and and it's a it's a really it's a really cool speech, right? And so it kind of reminds me of of what you're just saying, where and maybe people aren't bickering, maybe people aren't fighting each other, but sometimes you do have to just say, you know what, we're we're going to do this. We're gonna we're we're stopping this crap. We're not we're not complaining. We're not going to do this like you said, we're going to we're gonna flip it like a pancake and we're going to move forward and we're going to progress. We're going to, you know, as Jason would say, you know, that relentless solution focus is what you're going to focus on. But so, yeah. So what's, I guess what's going on with you that you were so angry yesterday that uh, you had to change your mindset?
1: Well, before I get to that, you remind me of a story from law school. So Amani and I both wrote onto law journals. So we didn't have the grades to like grade onto law journals. So in our class, I think they take 30 new members of Law Journal each year, 10 grade on by their GPA, and the other 20 go through this writing competition. Well, at the end of that that second year of law school, then everybody applied to be the editor or the managing editor of the Law Journal. I ended up, there were nine other people applying for the, manage, for the editor-in-chief position, and apparently they all complained about each other. So I was in there, and i talking about leadership and optimism and getting the thing done, and our friends, Pete Salsak and Amy Gunn, they were the outgoing board. So they selected me to be the editor in chief and Amani to be the managing editor. Amani didn't apply to be the editor in chief. She always likes me to remind people. <laughs> in any event, about six weeks into our gig, the, the nine people who did not get editor in chief, they were all made just editors, which means they supervised the second years on editing these law journal articles. And all they did was complain. And all they did was gripe and moan and and they kept telling me what they weren't going to do. So we had a I haven't seen winning time yet, but we had a meeting just like that where I said, "Listen, I'm sick of all the bickering, I'm sick of all the bitching. I did, and I, I'm sick of hearing what you're not going to do. What I what I want to focus on today is what are you going to do?" So I think that is I think clearing the deck sometimes when there is that spirit of negativity is important as far as what's going on with us. So for the first time in the 15 years that we've had old hacking immigration law. Well, I guess not technically, but, but certainly on this scale, we had layoffs this week. So we laid off four people and three weeks ago we laid off two people. So in the last couple of weeks, we've laid off six people. It was not a, f- they were not fun conversations to have. They, the, several of them weren't, did not see it coming. I think some of them did, but we simply aren't signing up as many cases in September and October as we usually do, and there's just not enough work for everybody. So, I went back and listened to a podcast that I recorded with my dad before he passed away uh, for Father's Day about three years ago, and and in there he said, "Jimmy, you just gotta you gotta cut until you're profitable again. So we're gonna have to make do with less, and we're gonna have to do it at a time where we are transitioning." into a whole new set of software for the firm. So there's, and, and our office is under construction. Our phones are under construction. Our software's under construction. There's all this stuff. None of it fatal, none of it dire, none of it unanticipated, but there's just a whole lot of stuff going on right now. And I realize that I, as the leader, have to be better have to be more positive, have to flip it like a pancake, like Bill said in his presentation, like Jason says about focusing on solutions. And I just, I frankly have so much to do. I don't have any time, even if I was inclined to listen to complaining, or even if I was inclined to complain about our problems, I don't have time for that. I simply don't.
2: Yeah. Do you remember the episode number on that? Cause I want to, I want to look that up.
1: I don't know the episode number, but Becca shared it with me. It's in our chat for Max Law, but it's if you just type in Father's Day Maximum Lawyer, you'll get it.
2: Very cool. Yeah. I want to, want to check that out. So you had texted me, we were texting back and forth a few weeks ago. So I, I had an idea that this was, this was coming and you'd said, you know, we just kind of got too fat. And so why do you, why do you think, let's dissect this a little bit. Why do you think, cause I, I honestly think that we're, we're in that direction where we're just, We were building. We're in growth mode, growth mode, growth mode, growth mode, and I think that there's this tendency to just keep adding when you don't really need to add. But I'm wondering what, if you've identified any trends as to how it happened, where you got where you got heavy.
1: I think we were sharing out lots of responsibilities to lots of different people, and we probably shared too many responsibilities to too many people, and now we have to consolidate those responsibilities to less people. Not just because of the financial. I mean, Amani and I have been saying to each other all week that the scrutiny and the and the oversight that we're we're like looking at every department we're looking at every person that works there we're seeing what's working what's not working in every department and i think that sometimes when things are going well you lose that edge you lose the old eye of the tiger right and you just by definition because things are going well you don't have to have that same level of scrutiny but we we're saying like man when we turn this around and we're confident that we will, we still need to maintain this level of scrutiny and to have the same expectations of the team members that we have.
2: What's interesting is what, something we're noticing when it comes to our firm is like we we've shifted away. I mean, we, we do have, you know, VAs, we still have several VAs, but we've shifted away from that. We've, we've definitely shifted towards hiring more stateside eight players, which is it's more expensive Especially whenever you're comparing it to, you know, B and C players that are virtual. I mean, you're talking about a substantial increase in salaries, and so I think that that is another thing that people, if they if they do to sh- do shift that, it's one of the it's one of the benefits of hiring remote employees too that are overseas is that you can get them for a, a significant reduction. So that's something you got to consider as well. But how much do you think the the getting heavy just can it? it happened because you had your eye on the wrong things where you're focusing too more on the, too much on the future and not necessarily internally enough.
1: Great, great question and something I was going to bring up. So I think that there's another aspect to this. Jim likes to talk about how many employees he has. Jim likes to talk about fast growth. Jim likes to talk like he knows everything. Can I say something about happen- that
2: really quick? Cause I want you to sure. finish your thought. I get caught up in that too. Like I, and I, I've had to stop myself Cause I hear people say, Oh, I have 50 employees. I have hundred employees. And I'm like, Oh, I want I gotta have that. I gotta have that. And so I, I get that. I get that too. I, I get the urge. I completely do. But continue the thought.
1: Let me just say as an aside, I remember when you and I finished recording maximum law, minimum time, which focuses on the three stages of law firm growth. And we sort of looked around and said, well, we're sort of in stage four, maybe stage five, whatever. It doesn't really matter. But I remember us sort of saying, well, you know, like, do we have a message for those people? And the funny thing is, is that you and I have now experienced a lot of the things in stage four, like I've experienced real fast growth, and now I'm experiencing contraction that's necessary, right? So, you know, Gary V told us to document the journey long ago. And and my confessional in today's podcast is, is sort of part of that of being honest and open with our listeners about, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. So, I do think there's a big ego part of it, right? And and an ego, I would say ego plus futuristic thinking plus eternal optimism, which is a problem of mine, and then uh, not focusing on the right things in the here and now. I'm I'm always drawn to the shiny object. I'm always drawn. I'm often drawn to the things that are coming down the pike more than the day to day. And so I think that we weren't looking at the right things. And Imani was sounding the alarm much sooner than I was list, ready to listen to it. And I think that I should have done a better job listening to her. I mean, I, I view it as a personal failure that I had to lay these people off. And I'll tell you this, one thing is I'm going to be a whole lot slower to hire people now because I don't want to go through that again. Like I want to make damn sure that the people we have are at capacity before we get to a stage where where we don't or where we have people that we don't need anymore. Were these in-seat employees or were they remote they were let's see it was a us marketing team member it was an it was two US marketing team members. It was a paralegal in America and a paralegal overseas.
2: So are you is by like the third or fourth one do they have an idea that hey, this is what's coming?
1: Well, it was all virtual and you know we just we, we amani Adele and I sat up in the conference room. And we had a Google Meet open and we would just call one in at a time. So nobody knew what the other one was doing. And then now we've gone and talked to each department about what happened. And we thought about doing, and and my sister, Carrie, who works for Big Pharma and has been through mass layoffs before, suggested that we have an all hands on deck. But there were a lot of people who weren't affected by it. So we didn't think necessarily that we needed to talk to everybody. So instead, we just did a department by department. Anything that you you feel like
2: in this process that you've you've screwed up? Oh, lots. Yeah. You know, I'm always
1: learning. So, I mean, for sure. So.
2: And, I'm, and by the way, I, that was a bad question. I mean, it was, I'm talking specific to the actual layoffs. Like, I, I, like when it comes to that, anything in that process that you think you could, you could have done a better job of.
1: Well, I will say, I think it's always dangerous to lay off people from marketing because they know.
2: <laughs> Are you tired of the marketing guessing game? Does your website feel more like a digital billboard than a client magnet? If you're nodding along, You're not alone, and it's time to stop the uncertainty and start getting real results. Let's talk about your marketing spend. Are you just shelling out money every month and crossing your fingers? Do you ever wonder what impact your marketing is really having on your revenue? Well, it's time to take the guesswork out of the equation with Rise Up Media. We've been working with them for over a year, And the feedback from our fellow members has been fantastic. Rise Up Media is here to take your marketing to the next level. They'll even perform a full audit of your online presence, giving you the good, the bad, and even let you in on what your competition is up to that you're missing out on. And the best part, there's no obligation, no catch, no pressure. If you decide to work with them, their contracts are month to month. That's right. No long-term commitments tying you down. So... What are you waiting for? To learn more about how rise up media can transform your firms, visit riseupmedia.com forward slash maxlaw and rise is spelled with a Z. Riseupmedia.com forward slash maxlaw.
0: They know what's
1: important <laughs> to you and they know what they know where to hit you and hurt you. So I would say the shoe hasn't dropped yet. I think the particular person that we let go, one of the people isn't going to be, ha- isn't happy about it. So I, I, I don't know what will happen yet, like what might show up on Glassdoor or LinkedIn or Indeed or whatever. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you know, that's that's, a, that's one of those things you got to take
2: into consideration these days.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know as an aside i was saying to amani last night we we went on our walk and i was saying dude we need to set up the reverse of glassdoor where we get to leave reviews on employee on past employees anonymously like they do to us i,
2: I shit you not i had that same thought this morning because i think it's unfair <laughs> <laughs> i i had that exact same thought this morning i was in the sauna after the gym and i was like this is this is not because it was someone bit it was i saw someone bitching about an employer with thing i'm like this is just not right. I just, it's it, like legally, I don't think we can bitch about it, but it's like, yeah, I, I had the same thought about that. It's, it's not right.
1: So lots of lessons, lots of lessons. I'll, I'll say a couple things. Number one is you got to keep a level head and going for walks with Amani has been really helpful. Talking to Adela often. I mean, we're in a period now where we really need to be over communicating with everybody. And as we're trying to pull out of this slump of signing up cases, I mean, I've got that intake team rocking and rolling like we haven't in a really long time. So I'm confident we're going to turn it around. And the energy is real good in the departments that I run. But you do have to over communicate. You do have to try to be as transparent as possible. You know, for any employee, when people get laid off, I think that's a scary time. So you got to do what you can to reassure people, let them know that, you know, you remain committed to your your goals and your your dreams and that the need for immigrant Immigrants to have lawyers that are smart and helpful is still there. So it's just a matter of recalibrating and then, and then, you know, stabilizing people because a lot of people in our firm um, don't like change. And so you got to take that into account, both when you're laying people off and when you're also moving into new kinds of software. So th- there's just, there's a lot going on right now, brother.
2: Yeah. So I wanted to look up something really quick. So Jack Welch had this thing. It's the, that 2070 10 rule where, And it's it's often misinterpreted. By the way, it it, it's not exactly what I'm about to describe. So, for those of you that are familiar with it, don't don't beat me up too much. But essentially, you know, he would cut the bottom ten percent of employees every year. Those are the low performers. And by the way, that's not exactly what it is, but in a nutshell, it's kind of what it is. So, given that sort of framework, and like the top twenty percent, like is you know the eighty twenty rule, but would you would you consider since since what just happened? Would you consider doing something like that going forward?
1: Well, I don't want to characterize the people that we left as the bottom ten percent because I don't want to talk about people's employment with us and that kind of thing. But and I'm I do not think, saying
2: they are okay. That, that, so that's on me. That's not on you. Yeah, that's on me. No,
1: that's okay. I I I understand the question and and I've thought about that. I will say that when when push comes to shove, you're asking yourself. You know who are the have to haves and who are the can can live withouts or nice to haves, right? So I think it's just that that it becomes sort of that simple. And and sometimes you have to make tough decisions. Sometimes you have to make cuts where you might not necessarily choose to. So I think I I think one of the values of having a firm retreat and and an annual check in with everybody is sort of like when people go to the mastermind, it's a clarifying time. You know, we always say at the mastermind, somebody's about to get hired and somebody's about to get fired. So when you have these moments set out in your calendar where you're getting ready for your next year and you're saying to yourself, do I really want to go to battle with them for the next year with these people or without? And I think, I I, I don't think you want to do anything as draconian as Jack Welch, but I do think that it does, I mean, you, you did it through the top grading system i do think there's a time and place for regular assessment i mean here's the way i think about it the nfl spends a shitload of money every year on scouts the nfl scouting combine you know they have a roster of 53 which is interestingly right around the number that we had when we went through this right and so every year they take a look at these these uh, high blue chip prospects. They they go looking around for undrafted free agents. They look for talent all over the place, and they probably have a thirty or forty percent turnover every year, right? And and they're just always trying to improve. So I don't think I don't think that the practice of law necessarily needs to be like that. But I do think you have to be open to the possibility that there might be better options for you out there. And I and I also think along those lines. I, I understand why you're moving to more. A players and away from VAs, but I do think that there's some stuff that we just need to say. This is a set of tasks. I need someone that can do this task that doesn't necessarily translate into a 40 hour a week uh, W two employee. Totally agree with that, and that's where we still have those
2: VAs, and that's where we have we're replacing those with AI and automations too. But yeah, definitely agree with that. When it comes to the employees, I want to want to talk about the decision making a little bit and. So let's say I'm going to use you know departments A, B and C. Department A has 3 A players. Department B has 2 A players and a and a, and a C player. Apartment or department, not apartment, department. C has maybe an A player and you know a B and a, and C. How much did you think about okay, let me just shift the th- one of the 3 A players over into from from you know department a over to department C and then just clear the house when it comes to the the third department, uh, department C. I and mean, did you consider just moving people roles because they are a players or was it no, that, that department's too heavy. We just have got to get rid of that, that person. So how much did you, I kind of overcomplicated this question. How much did you consider just shifting people into different roles because of who they were and that you knew that they're a player versus, just getting rid of them because they were just, that department was too heavy.
1: How many people came to your wedding with you and Amy? 210, I think. Do you remember when you sat down and were trying to figure out who to sit at which table? Yes. I remember how sometimes there's the Randy randoms, but then also, you know, there's people you wanted to be together. So there was a little bit element of that as we were looking at what you call department A, department B, and department C. And and actually- It's funny that you frame it that way, because in operations, we have three pods. (laughs) So there was definitely, interestingly, there was a fifth person who was sort of on the block. And we decided to keep that person. And once we made that decision, then we started, see, because here's what you have to remember, Tyson, somebody's running Department A, somebody's running Department B, and somebody's running Department C. You don't want to handicap them and cut their legs out from under them. So you have to make sure they're all properly staffed. So there was some movement of A's A players to another department to to balance things out. So and it was funny watching some of the decision makers who would be affected by who ends up in their little departments talking. I mean, we literally went to each department head throughout the firm and said, tell us about your expenses you can cut and the people that you can cut. And so there's there's definitely you, you have to spend time thinking about how's how's it going to work after this happens.
2: Yeah. What's the new, what's the new makeup of the team look like? Yeah. That, that, that's gotta be a, a really big consideration.
1: The biggest, I think the biggest.
2: Yeah, totally. How much of where, when it came to the decisions, were these majority, majority of them support personnel, meaning they were not, they were not making the widgets. They weren't preparing the immigration documentation and all that versus So yeah, like the people that would do that, like the attorneys, like you have attorneys that are, you know, getting that stuff done. You got paralegals that are getting that that stuff done versus, you know, someone that might be in operations that's, you know, admin, you know, so are you, were you, yeah, how was that? How was the mix up?
1: One marketing person, three people from intake because intake was too big because intake was built for a higher number of leads that we weren't getting. It was that marketing person and then it was two, two paralegals. So It was mostly, like I said, and and the, the truth of the matter is that as much as we've tried to do marketing that doesn't involve Jim's YouTube channel, Jim's TikTok channel, and repeat business, you know, we're doing all the other stuff, you know, Instagram reels and all this other stuff that that is being done by the marketing team. It wasn't what was moving the needle. What's moving the needle marketing wise, unfortunately is still the same old stuff that Jim does. That's always worked. So until we figure that out, we probably don't need as big a marketing team. And so that, that's why that became pretty obvious.
2: Is there, and we're going to wrap up in a moment, but is there a, do you think that maybe there's an optimal number for your firm that you just need to be like, and it's, it's not that you don't want to grow more, but is there maybe an optimal number that can be at your firm that will still allow you to grow when it comes to handling more cases and everything, but you just don't need to exceed that number. You're, you are, your face is, it, uh, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say.
1: Have you, been, have you been following me and Amani around? Because as you might imagine, she's pressing her advantage at this time of turmoil to hit me over the head with, see, I told you, see, I told you, we don't need to grow. We're too big. We're too big. We're not getting any bigger. No, we can't get any bigger. The reason we're having these problems is because we've gotten bigger. And that's the eternal question. That's the, that's the next, that's the next science experiment, which is, is that true? Is it true that the reason we're having these problems is because we grew or is it because we didn't have proper supervision, proper analytics and proper supervision? Interesting. Well, to be continued,
2: that's a, I think that's a, There's nice, a cliffhanger for yes, you, huh? I like, dun, dun, dun. All right. Well, let's wrap things up. This is, I enjoy this podcast. This was a good one. It's always he- fun, you know, chit chatting with you, but the, yeah. let's, let's it's wrap things one. up. And I'm just going to start with the Google review. I, I'm, I'm just going to say it. We talk about flip it like a pancake, but we, we got to some like really nitty gritty stuff. If you got something from this, please give us a review if you don't mind. We would really appreciate it. It helps spread the love. There's uh, I, 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 I don't think many people realize the the, the importance of getting those Google reviews so we can help spread the love to other attorneys because they, they they, really do need some help. So uh, help us do that. And then, you know, I'm not even going to talk about the Guild. Uh, you'll hear heard about the Guild at this point. Just join us in the Facebook group. If you want to join us in the big Facebook group, just search Maximum Lawyer and we'll uh, go from there. But Jimmy, what is your hack of the week?
1: We aren't creating enough content. We aren't creating enough content. As much content as we're creating, it's not enough. So you got to be more creative. You got to be more fun. You got to pull out that phone and just create basic content. You got to, I typed a LinkedIn post every day this week. It took me literally under 10 minutes. So you just got to get better and more consistent. And if 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 you're operating under the misassumption that, People are going to get tired of you or they're going to see too much of your stuff. That is never going to happen. There's an unending stream of content, which I suppose by this exhortation, I'm increasing. But at the end of the day, you you cannot create enough content.
2: I, I think that that is, I think that's right. I beat myself up quite a bit about not producing enough of it, but you are 100% right. You got to put it on your counter, got to get it done. So I'm sure some people aren't going to like like to hear me say this, but here's my tip of the week you can work harder and it's not going to hurt you. I can just tell you that I've, I've put in more hours this week than I, than I was, you know, 10 years ago. And guess what? I fucking love it. And I don't, it doesn't, doesn't bother me one bit. And so when you tell yourself, oh, I'm tired, I, I'll get to that tomorrow. I, I, I think you're, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. I think you're lying to yourself. You can work harder. You can, and I'm not saying you shouldn't take time to spend time with your family and, and get re- relaxation time and all that. I, I do all those things too. But when the work needs to get done, the work needs to get done, roll your sleeves up and just do it. Just stop lying to yourself. If, you, if you're saying you're too tired, just get it done. There'll be a time to rest, but sometimes you just got to roll, roll up your sleeves and, and go do the work. So, all right, Jimbo, love it. Good talking to you.
1: Yep. Good stuff.